Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shallers. I'm your host, Shallon Lester. And before we begin, we're going to do our relaxation ritual, right? We're going to get our mind in the place to receive the message, wake the mighty women. So we're going to take a breath in through our nose. And just hold for a second and exhale. We do it one more time. In through the nose. Focus on relaxing your jaw, dropping your shoulders, taking the tongue off the roof of your mouth as you exhale out, right? Because we got to relax that mind to receive information. This is our time in the week to pause and reflect and to level up. So we got to find a little bit of stillness. We also are going to hear from some of you guys. So our first question today is from Ellen. She said, and she titled her message, Bitterness Detox. So yeah, we're, we're going big. We're starting big. She said, this fall, I was dating a coworker who was a great partner. I wasn't attracted to him, but I stayed because I was hoping I could change old habits. I didn't, though. I started sleeping with my ex around the same time. To my surprise, my dude ended things. He broke up with me. I was relieved because I had planned to end it anyway, but since then I felt really resentful and bitter towards him. And I've gotten a therapist and I blocked my ex, so that's good. But last weekend, like maybe two months after he and I broke up, he brought his new girlfriend to the Christmas party. I don't have feelings for him, but I feel like I got the wind knocked out of me seeing him with this other chick. Please help me stop being weird. He didn't even do anything wrong. Oh girl, I've been where you are. So what's going on here is you didn't like this guy. You like what he did for your ego. He adored you and you weren't into him. So that means you had all the power from where this relationship was going to go to where you guys had dinner. Because what do we say? The person who cares the least wins. So you were a winner. And of course you're going to miss that kind of dynamic. Who wants to feel like in a relationship where there's more skin in the game and oh gosh, you're a little bit vulnerable. The stakes are higher. It's a much safer position to date someone you don't really care about. Why do you think beta guys do it? You know, they're not dumb. I mean, they're, they are, they're a nightmare, but there is a pathology there. There's a method to that madness. And I'm also not surprised that this was not a sustainable dynamic for him. Who wants to be in a relationship with someone who isn't attracted to you, you know? So this was clearly kind of miserable for him. And he did the right thing by breaking up with you. And the reason you're freaking out that he has this new girlfriend is basically because someone else is playing with your toy. This isn't about your heart. It's your ego. And honestly, an ego bruise is way harder to get over than a broken heart because our ego needs are so much deeper and in a way kind of endless. Like our heart can be filled up and oh, we feel so much love. But when we're like, I need more, more, more. That's our ego talking. It's also important to reframe the situation into what it was. One-sided and not really fair to him. And honestly, not fair to you either. He doesn't want to date someone who's into him. And why on earth do you want to date someone you're not into, right? So when you feel yourself getting twisted and like, just remind yourself that he wasn't necessarily a great partner. Because I think it's really interesting you chose to describe him that way. Like he wasn't a great partner. He was a great fidget spinner for your ego. 
And that's fine for a minute. But then we have to move forward and find a partner who truly does give us what we need on every level. It's time to look forward instead of behind, not just because it's 2020, but we always need to look forward instead of behind and work on getting our ego needs met in healthier ways like hobbies, goal setting, and giving back to others. So Emmy submitted this question. She said, this is a bit of a weird situation, but what do you do if your boyfriend is friends with a guy you used to be basically fuck buddies with and it ended really badly? This dude was manipulative. He had said horrible things about me that aren't even true. And my boyfriend knows some of what happened between me and this guy. They were friends long before I ever came into the picture. And I don't want to be that girlfriend who tells a guy who he can and can't talk to because that feels wrong. But this whole situation is so uncomfortable for me. I don't have to be around this guy, but the whole thing is still so weird. So I don't know what to do. So this is a pickle, like for sure, because you're right. You don't want to be that girl telling a guy who he can't be friends with. That's controlling. That's not healthy. It's isolating. We don't want someone to do that to us. We can't do it to other people, right? But we aren't about to throw ourselves under the bus and feel anxious because you don't know what this dude is saying about you, right? So I would actually be really upfront with your boyfriend. I would tell him exactly what you told me. Like you're not trying to be divisive, but you have a real legitimate problem with the kinds of things that this guy said about you. So anything he says should really be taken with a grain of salt at best by your boyfriend. And I think this is going to give you some insight into your boyfriend's character. If he just blindly sides with this dude, well, Kyle and I have been friends for a long time, Caitlin. That's not a good thing. Nor would it be a good thing if he automatically cut this guy out of his life. You know, if he swung too far to the other side, if he's like, oh, you don't like him? He's dead to me. Eh, I mean, he probably should. You want to date someone who's fair and balanced, but also has your emotional priority as his too. So like fairness, but skewed in your direction. You know what I mean? And if he doesn't do that, if he's like, mm, well, that kind of sounds like a you and him problem. I don't want to get in the middle of it. Oh, really? Well, you are in the middle of it, my dude. This is a whole, you are. If he doesn't, if it really is important to walk in the light of the truth on that and reevaluate who it is you've paired up with. So I would tell him as much as you're comfortable with. I mean, obviously you don't have to go into the sexual details, but I would focus on how this person treated you when they stopped getting what they wanted from you. And then not only listen to your boyfriend's response, but watch his behaviors from there on out. I think you're going to get a lot of insight. Ooh, this question is good. It's, it's pretty intense. All right. Jesse said, my ex will not stop contacting me. Several months ago, I had an idea. On a trip to Europe, I bought a SIM card and created a profile on a chat app with a foreign number and borrowed a pic from one of my hot guy friends to set as a profile pic. I wanted to send a message to my ex from this like fake catfish profile and say something sort of short and to the point like, hey, that's enough, leave Jess alone. Knowing my ex will be so disgusted at the thought and possibility of me with another guy, he might just back off for good. I travel for work, so this idea won't seem too bizarre or fake. What do you think? Is this immature, pointless, brilliant? Hmm. All of the above? But, huh. Okay, so I do think it would be effective to, like, catfish your boyfriend from this fake dude's account, but I think it would be more effective and healthy if you told him that yourself. Because, like, girl, be honest. He's contacting you because you're allowing him. He's not using smoke signal. He's not knocking on your door. He's not riding it in the sky. He's probably texting you. He's probably sliding into your DMs. A number that you haven't blocked. An account you haven't blocked. Like, so you're complicit in this. If you really want someone out of your life, there are a lot of different ways to go about it. And they're all very effective. Do you know how I know that? Dudes have blocked me all the time. 
Like, let's not tell ourselves that, oh, I don't know. I just, I can't stop him from contacting me. Horseshit. Yes, you can. I mean, like, he's probably not, like, messaging you through your Etsy account or, like, your mom's cable comment section. Like, it's, he's, he's going the usual routes. But so you have to ask yourself what emotional payout you're getting from this. Why haven't you blocked him? Do you like the attention? The drama? Because you're bored? Do you not want to feel impolite? Fuck polite. You know what? Fuck polite. Hundreds of people on the internet hate me every single day. I don't give a fuck. I do with healthiest and best for me, not what anyone else. Polite is so low on my list. I only care about looking polite to waiters and valets. Okay? No one else. So it's time to cowboy up and do what needs to be done. Not through subterfuge or fake cell phones. Because basically you're infantilizing yourself and telling him that you yourself are not woman enough to solve this problem on your own. And you are. So not only does he need to hear this from the horse's mouth, either through your actions where you block him and you never contact him again, or you shut him down in a way that he won't be back, but you need to do this for yourself. You need to give yourself the empowerment to shut this down. Because if you're not willing to do this on this front in your life, I've got a feeling you're passing off and delegating things in every other category. Maybe you're not stepping up the way you need to at work. Maybe you're letting a family member ride roughshod over you. Maybe you're just kind of a passenger in your own life in general and you want everyone to do the dirty work. It's time to stop that. It's difficult, but it's necessary. So this is kind of along the same lines, all right? Olympia submitted this question. She said, I'm 26 and I haven't been played by a dude since I was 19. And girl, I am enraged. The humiliation I felt, look, I don't seek vengeance normally, but I feel like it's time to give someone a taste of their own medicine. He played hot and cold on an intense level. Not even met him. I never even met him, but that's way more unnerving that someone could do that already. I analyzed him a lot and I completely cracked him. And now I want to meet and sleep with him, let him feel mesmerized and then disappear. I know my game and it works when I'm detached and neutral and I know I'll reach the state soon. I want to do it for fun. This is a fucking mess. This is a mess. This is a mess of an idea. Okay. Here's the thing. You can't play a player. What did we say earlier? The person who cares the least wins, right? And they have all the power. And from your message, you definitely do not care the least. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Like, who wants to be played, right? Who wants to invest emotionally in someone and then have them pull the rug out from under you? But I think it's very significant that you said you've never even met this person. So to get that deep, into this that you feel this level of rage over someone you've never met that tells me this guy tapped into something else he's some sort of emotional getaway car for you you know because the question is getting away from what that's what you need to look at because that's where this emotion is coming from you have all of the swirling emotions about a different issue in your life and they're not processing effectively because you're not looking at the real problem you're not mad over this guy I mean a little bit you're mad about the thing he on some level, promised to deliver you from, and then he didn't. So now the getaway car has zipped off into the sunset and you're stuck in front of a house fire. What is that house fire? So it's time to sit and get to the root of what's happening. There's a psychological splinter. You got to dig it out, girl. And it is not this guy. I promise you. Because when we're dating from a place of strength and not desperation and distraction, someone who runs hot and cold is immediately crossed off the list. Like we're well aware of our worth and we simply don't tolerate that bullshit. So focus on what needs to be fixed and that truly will be such a good revenge because you're lying to yourself if you think you can sleep with this guy and not care. 
Women have made that mistake literally for thousands of years. It ends in pregnancy. <laughs> it ends in misery. It doesn't go anywhere good. Living well always does. So also keeping with our theme of emotional getaway cars, Maya says, my problem is that I've been seeing this guy Jack for four months and we get on so well. We have a few problems in our relationship, but for the most part, things are great. The big problem, the kissing isn't good. We've both addressed it and feel that way that we just don't mesh. Other than that, like I said, everything's wonderful. The problem is I think I have a crush on his best friend. Ugh. When I hang out with Jack, I normally see Josh for a few hours at a time. And there's just this connection I feel with Josh. Sometimes I feel like he feels the same way about me, but neither of us have acted on it or will. It's indescribable, but there is just something there. Maybe it's in my head. I don't know. I'm lost. All right. So let's talk about this kissing. If you, if you don't know me, girl, if you don't know me, um, I came up through internet fame on a series of kissing tutorials. I made like 36 videos, I was wasted towards the end, of like how to kiss and how to fix a bad kisser. And they have gone ultra viral, like 35, 40 million views each. Don't worry, I don't make any money off of them, great. The point is, bad kissing is a big issue. Like a lot of people are Googling this, right? And to me, a bad kisser is a deal breaker. You can't date someone you can't kiss. That's friendship, right? I don't kiss Diane or Becca or Katie, we're friends. So if he's not willing to tweak his kiss, his kissing style, which let's be honest, it's probably wrong and you're probably good at it, then that tells me he's not going to be good in bed either. Sex is about communication and making your partner feel good, not, well, this is just how I do it, okay? So if he's like that at kissing, I mean, damn, you know? The fact that you guys are both at an impasse and just kind of trying to exert your way on the other person, like I said, your way is probably right, that is a pathology that extends out of kissing and out of the bedroom. It's, I'm right, this is how I do things, fuck you if you don't like it. So for this other guy though, real talk, you cannot transition. Like you, you can't, people have tried to do this for millennia. You can't go from a friend to a friend. You just can't. Josh might like you, but he's not going to betray bro code and date you. And if he does, honestly, that's a huge red flag into his character, right? Like if he flips on a friend like that, he's going to flip on you too. It's just a matter of time. So maybe he's just supposed to lure you away from Jack because that's not really working. This is another example of an emotional getaway car. We imprint on someone who we think is going to save us from a situation that isn't working. And sometimes it's a very close connection and sometimes it's very different. We can't make that, you know, sort of connection in our mind. We can't see the similarities. But Josh doesn't sound like a destination, just more of a signpost along the journey. Sex, it's both over and underestimated in a relationship. You have to have it and you have to have that chemistry, but it doesn't have to be like crazy wild porn star sex. It simply has to be sex that you both enjoy. And if you're not kissing and enjoying it, you're dead in the water. Oof. So this question got me. Nicole said, is it possible for a man to love you and still not want to be in a relationship with you? Because he quote, doesn't want to share his life with anyone right now. He's 27. I'm 30. He would kiss me on the forehead and he would hold my hand all night while we were sleeping. But when he found out that I wanted to date him for real, he ended our hookup situation. He said he will never forget me and he feels like he's hurting me. I really tried to move on, but I can't. I feel held back to like try to accept this idea that I might settle for someone else and not have a chance with him someday. My gut tells me he loves me. Oh my God, this is also a mess. I, there's just, there's so much going on here. It's amazing how much bad news you guys can pack into like 250 words, but you do. So no, it is not possible that a guy loves you, but doesn't want to commit to you. 
That's not how that works. Men are hunters. And if a hunter spots prey, he goes after it. He doesn't hem-haw around, ooh, I don't know, I'm just going to hold the hand of this antelope. I don't know. Because if he does, guess what? Another hunter gets that prey. So either he doesn't care if he gets you, or worse, he doesn't think you have enough value to be hunted by someone else. He can say whatever he wants, but we have to look at evidence and behaviors, not words. What is possible is that he is reading from the oldest story in the book. He wants the emotional comfort of relationship, but none of the commitment, right? This is not new. This is literally what every douchebag on planet Earth, and I'm sure other planets, tries to sell us. And this is not okay. Your gut is telling you that you want him to love you, but the evidence proves otherwise. It just does. So don't tell yourself that this, my gut says, no girl, no, that's your broken heart. Your gut is not telling you this because you know what your gut is? So anxious, you're messaging me. That is not the feeling that love gives you. You don't have to message a YouTube dating coach when it's right. And that sucks. That Sucks. I would love to be out of business. I would love to have all of you guys in amazing, happy, healthy relationships. Only thing you were messaging me about is like my eyebrow routine. Nothing about boys because we all got to figure it out. That's not the reality of the situation. So, but you know what? Let's just say, let's say he does love you. Let's say that is, that this dynamic is the definition of love for him. Why the fuck should this be your definition? Why should this be your definition of a relationship? Think of this in terms of work. Hey, uh, Nicole, you're a great worker, but we don't want to pay you. But can you keep like showing up for shifts though? Thanks, it'd be great. You would laugh in their face. So why is this okay with love? Because it's love? No, girl, no, this isn't. This is someone using you and playing you and weaponizing your greatest gift, which is your ability to love, your empathy, your commitment, weaponizing it in their favor. Cut this man off. He is absolutely not going to do it himself because he is selfish above all things, right? He is a grown man, not a child. He's 27 years old. By 27, my great-grandfather, no, I'm sorry, my grandfather, my great-grandfather by 27 was the foremost author in Italian literature, okay? My regular grandfather had fought in all four theaters of World War II, built a house by hand, gone to college, started a company, got married, and had a child. 27, he's a motherfucking man. Frontal lobe is closed, he's a done deal. He's not a child, and he's not scared. He's not busy. He's a good guy, fuckboy. And you know what? You deserve better. We have one last question. So Evie says, I want this cute guy at my church to ask me out on a date. We made eye contact a few times and he added me on Facebook. I finally forced myself to make eye contact at church. I usually like look away from cute guys. Why am I like that? But he sat down by me and we introduced ourselves. It was our first time talking. So it went well. I complimented his eyes and he seemed interested. I was in shock because like I assume most guys aren't interested in me and he was also just super nice but I want him to ask me out on a date. I'll see him tomorrow at church but I don't know what to say. I don't know how to flirt and I don't want to look desperate. All right. You know what the secret of being a hot girl is? Simply deciding that you are one. That's it. You decide that you're hot because what is hotness? It's confidence. What is charm? It's accessibility and it's warmth. Truly, that is a secret. So if you go into a boy interaction with this beggar's mentality of, oh my God, why would he like me? Then, like a beggar, you're going to take what you can get. Nah. I go into boy things with the attitude of, 
what is he bringing to my table? Because I know who I am. And more importantly, I like who I am. I like my table. I like everything that's on it. So if he doesn't see my value, bye. If he does and he wants to be a part of this, he has to prove himself worthy, okay? It's not about being entitled or bratty or bitchy. It's simply being very aware of who you are and liking who you are, right? Think about it like a store and shopping. We've used this example before. You go into Gucci and you're like, I don't like any of this stuff. They're like, that's great. Get the fuck out, right? They're not like, oh my God, wait, wait, you don't? Oh no, Massimo, close the store. We no sell today. She no like it. No, Vittoria, we cannot sell. No, Massimo, we have to close the store. She says she no like it. We shut it down. We take the Gucci sign down. No pasta. We go keto from now on to punish ourselves. No, they're like, leave. Goodbye. I don't care if you like it. We, we like it and it's selling for the price it's selling for. This isn't a garage sale. Adios. You know, that has to be your vibe. He is the lucky one to be flirting with you. You are the Gucci flagship in Rome, okay? He's wandering in and you're like, do you have the money to be here? Do you have what it takes to be at this table with me? Not the other way around. So from here, keep talking in real life. Don't talk to him online. Or that's where you're going to get stuck, right? Because it's the coward's medium. Do you guys ever see the movie Cruel Intentions? <laughs> it's like emails for geeks and pedophiles. You know what? Truer words never spoken. This is so true. Talk in real life. He knows where to find you, and if he wants to, he will. Remember, we're the bait, not the fish. Don't compliment his eyes. I never compliment a man like, I'll say one thing, like, you're good with a knife, or whatever it is, and then that's it. Just like one entree thing. So no more compliments for him. We are the bait, not the fish. So just see what he does. If he doesn't ask you out, then that's okay. He's not the only fish in the sea. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.